This is the Going the Distance Podcast. Dude, I'm telling you, when I'm driving a fucking Porsche and living on a yacht, you're gonna be like, oh, I wish I got him in the top guy. You had two picks on two defensive possessions in a row, and you don't win the field position battle? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? This is a fun show. <laughs> yeah, this is fun. <laughs> What is going on, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Going the Distance podcast. My name is Ryan Bunnell, and here with me is Elijah Spann. Make sure you guys check out our website at gtdsports.com before we get into today's episode. That is where you can find all of our latest blogs and podcasts. You can also follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts as well. Make sure to follow us on all of our social medias over at at gtdsports on Twitter and my personal account at ryanbunnell8. And Elijah is at Elijah Spans. If you want to follow along with all of our gambling picks, make sure you follow us on the Action Network app. Though me and Elijah are seemingly taking a break right now because things have not been going our way after this UFC fight night. But uh, we, we, we will get into that a little bit later in the episode. Uh, and last but not least, make sure you guys subscribe to uh, the GTD Sports newsletter. You can find that at the bottom of our website, and there you'll get email notifications for the brand new podcast episodes. To start today's episode, we're going to get going with our What the Fuck Stat of the Week. We're going to continue the segment from last week and see how this goes from here on out. So my What the Fuck Stat of the Week, I'm going to say it's college basketball. Gonzaga men's basketball has won 23 straight games after last night by double digits. That's pretty fucking crazy. Uh, They're the first team to do this since 1968, UCLA, which that was a legendary team. And right now, Gonzaga's definitely earned a one seed. We're going to talk about March Madness, too, a little bit today. And But the thing is about Gonzaga, they haven't really played anybody, so... We'll see how that pans out in the tournament. Elijah, what do you have for us this week? So, oh, okay. Yeah. Um this one's pretty this one's pretty eye opening. So Lonzo Ball has made more threes this year than Trey Young, um, Chris Middleton, De- uh, Devin Booker, Bradley Bill, Luka Doncic, Kyle Lowry, um, Ingram, Tatum, Paul George, and Jamal Murray. God damn. Lonzo Ball, I guess Lonzo Ball is now a three-point shooter. Ball is balling, man. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, never would have thought that. Yeah, I mean, Trey Young alone, I would have never thought ago. that. No. Well, especially because he corrected his shot, too. Like, Lonzo's shot used to be terrible. I mean, it's still not the, the best, Dude. but it used to be god-awful. Uh, I still remember that video of when, like, he was getting ready to get drafted and just the way that he, like, brought up his hands – and he would go like, yeah, like side crosses. Raise. It was just it was the most awkward thing. It was very weird. I didn't get it, but it went in sometimes. I mean, shit, whatever works for you. Yeah, it wasn't a very good three point shooter when he was a Laker, but yeah. Well, anyway, for the rest time. of today's episode, we're gonna talk about a big contract in the NFL lately. We have Dak Prescott signing a new deal, and we're gonna talk about how players are changing the game and how contract deals are going down in sports in general. We're going to talk about the new NFL salary cap, a recap of UFC 259 from the weekend where Israel Adesanya suffered his first UFC defeat. We're going to get into all-star weekend reactions, talk about March Madness selection Sunday this weekend, and then we're going to finish things off with some updates on Elijah and I's top shot adventures. So to get things started, let's go ahead and talk about Dak Prescott's fat contract deal. I'm very happy. Yeah, you were a Cowboys fan. Um, I'm sure you're happy. Yeah, and also, too, I'm just happy that it's safe for me to turn ESPN on now. Um, that is, it honestly got really annoying about how much they were talking, like what's going to happen with Dak, because for, you know, two years now, an entire two years, this has been, you know, the saga of just when will he sign, you know, how many times has he turned him down, how close are they, yeah, big time saga. Is Dak going to leave? Are they going to use the franchise tag on him again? <coughs> I mean, uh, it's, so that was a sweet relief that I don't have to deal with that anymore. I mean, I expected um, it to happen eventually. It was I'm sure from a Cowboys fan perspective, like you guys were probably stressed about it, but I thought it was eventually. I got a long time coming. But four-year deal for at least $160 million, 
It's pretty. It's pretty big for a quarterback of Dak's caliber. God, dude. Like, well, I'd say he deserved to is, get paid, but that's a lot, uh, dude. And it's all front loaded too. He had like a sixty-six million dollar signing bonus. That is insane. Yeah, that is insane. That's and, huge. And then one hundred twenty-six so, million guaranteed. Yeah, and the craziest thing to me is that he. He won his holdout, I guess. You know, he won the negotiations. Yeah, and there have been some players but, that haven't, like Melvin Gordon. Like, he lost his, you know, back a yeah, few years and, ago. Well, it turned out the Chargers actually made the right decision on that. Yeah, it did, but, yeah. Um, I think the Cowboys made the right decision. I think Dak can win us a Super Bowl. I, do. I agree. I think Dak is good enough to win a Super Bowl, like, definitely. But I don't think he's worth $160 million, in my opinion. But I, in this situation, they kind of had to pay him that much or else – he was going to go, so I get it. I think he is because of how the quarterback market is going. You're right, though. In just, general, it's crazy. This is just because, I mean, he's only going to be the highest. Well, actually, he's second behind Mahomes. So he's not, I mean, but he's getting near Mahomes' money. But, I mean, in maybe two or three years, somebody's going to break, you know, that that they're going to break that barrier. Too. Well, yeah, like, like when Josh... If Josh Allen ends up winning a Super Bowl in Buffalo, you know goddamn well he's getting oh Pat ridiculous money. money. Yeah, Josh Allen, especially because he's so young still. But like, yeah, Dak Prescott's agent kind of spoke on that topic a little bit. Like he said, the reason why because Cowboy fans were expecting like a five or six year deal, like a long term, but the agent wouldn't negotiate anything like longer than four years because basically he wants Dak to re-enter free agency whenever quarterbacks get quote-unquote baseball money for their contracts, which it's yeah. looking like it's heading that way mm-hmm. for sure. Oh, it is. It is. And I mean, like, in 10 years down the road when Mahomes' contract is expiring, um, he's going to be underpaid. Yeah. That's the craziest part about it. I mean, it's only a matter of time before, you know, guys are getting 50 mil a year. Yeah. Which is insane. Yeah, exactly. Um, Yeah. I mean... It, it, I, I'm surprising myself by even saying it out loud, but I mean, if you'd have told me four years ago when we drafted Dak that we would start paying him forty million a year, yeah, I would have said you're absolutely insane. Yeah, there's no way. But this is just this is the way contracts are. Sports contracts are just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah, well, I mean, the Cowboys so, got a bargain on Dak though for his first few seasons, like a huge bargain on their on his contract. Oh, yeah. yeah, but it's not like it's not like. He wasn't getting paid. Though. No, like, yeah. He had hella endorsement deals. For sure. So, like, and I, I, that was also part of the reason why he felt comfortable holding out for so long for the right money. It's because he felt that he could, you know, he was doing fine on all of his endorsements, so he could, you know, he could get yeah. know, the real bag. And holy shit, did he secure <laughs> he, it. He secured the bag, for sure. He's, the bag has been secured. Yeah. Um, Dude, but, like, I, it does speak, though, just in general, how the players kind of have the power now in sports in general uh not just in football like with the recent holdouts and stuff like melvin gordon that was ezekiel elliott even had one too so but like these contracts have just been ridiculous like mahomes 450 million we talked about that one mike trout 430 million for 12 years bryce harper 13 year for 30 million 30 330 million sorry but i know baseball deals are always ridiculous but like just in general players control how much money they get now but then in other sports it seems like in basketball per se with like the James Harden situation recently it seems like they just control where they go when they want to go and like how the team is going to deal with them you know what I mean like it's not necessarily about the money but it's about them playing where they want to play yeah baseball I mean players have all the power too but the interesting thing about baseball players and they talk about baseball player money is that the average baseball player only the average salary is only around four million. That is weird. So, yeah. So they're really, really top heavy in baseball. That's true. It's almost like it's almost like the wealth gap in America right now. <laughs> there's the one percenters. Yeah. And then there's everyone else. You know, like you know, maybe some of them are applying for stimmy checks right now. Like, you never know, dude. I'm trying to get my know. fucking stimmy check, bro. Yeah, but um, no, yeah. Like, I mean, you're right. Like. Players have all the power now. They they can control, you know, how... It also, too, is that they always have the side of the fans. Like, players rarely ever 
get hated on by fans over the team. Oh, for sure, yeah. You know, and it makes sense too because you know they're one guy, they're not an entity, and they're not you know billionaires. They're billion. There are millionaires who you know pick up a ball for a living, but at the same time, you know that's who you identify with more as fans, as players, and so and they've caught on to that, and they're definitely taking advantage of it, which I don't have a problem with. Well, yeah, I mean the fans definitely aren't going to want to see like the big name guys go, like no matter how much money it takes and whatnot. But what I'm curious to see though is how. Uh, Recently, like how the contracts are going to be affected, even in this off season with uh, the new salary cap. Yeah, so this is this is huge. So COVID and atten- no fan attendance really took a big hit on the NFL. Their salary cap went from one ninety eight to one eighty two and a half million, which is very significant. Um, and Oh, I'm sorry. I just lost my train of thought. I'm hungover, so forgive me. It'd be like but that. Back to the salary cap. It's spring break. 8%. Yeah, spring break. Let's Woo! go. Um, it went so it went down eight percent, and uh, it's this is this is going to be big. We're going to see a lot of cuts throughout the league. Um, Kyle Van Noy already got cut by the Dolphins, um, and he was a good player, and he was on a a pretty decently sized contract, and he was only in the first year. Yeah, and so. And so there's going to be a lot more guys that are going to get cut. I think, hot take here, uh, Zeke might get cut. Yeah, I've, I've heard a lot about that, dude. I would, I would be really curious to see what's going to happen there because if I was the Cowboys, I would cut him, like, personally. Yeah. He's replaceable. I, I would, He's very replaceable. Yeah. No, well, there was games last year where Tony Pollard looked better than Zeke. You're right. Tony Pollard's not a bad running back, too. No, like, he could, very, he could be a running back one on a lot of other teams, too. And I hate that it can, how like it is a, the right move to cut him because it just makes it even harder for running backs to get paid like Zeke got paid. Yeah. Now a, a running back is not going to see that contract anymore. Yeah, it is it's not. There's just like They're just huge, so replaceable. There is huge discrepancies now in like the way the contracts are formed, like between running backs and quarterbacks, and like all the positions have been just completely different. Yeah, because the running backs, it is tough for them to get a huge payday like that because now a lot of teams stick with the running back committee. Yeah. Like two so or three like, guys, you know, rotating. Like pretty much how it's handled now is most of the salary crap is dedicated to the quarterback. Um, yeah. That's your biggest hit. Well, and the, and you know, now, the left tackle is the second highest paid usually. So left tackles and then edge rushers too. Yeah. Those are like your big three. Yeah, I could see that. Um, maybe if you have a stud wide receiver – they get a fat contract um there's not really a whole lot of those i mean some cornerbacks get paid but the market's still i mean alan uh, even a little bit less than alan robinson just got franchise tagged for the bears 18 million a year i mean it's not fat but it's big for him yeah i mean the bears need more playmakers he's literally their only one so yeah exactly you know hey man if they if they bring in the red rifle andy dalton baby the best backup quarterback in the NFL to come in and take Mitch Maserati Mitch's spot, dude. They're going to the Super Bowl. That's all I gotta say. Um, I don't think anything can save the Bears when Matt Nagy's head coach. Dude, nah, bro. You could put garbage cans aligned with Andy Dalton, and he's gonna hit him every time, bro. Every time. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but back to what we were saying, kind of like. I just thought about this, like how players have all the power too. And it's not only just with contract negotiations. I mean, you look at Russell Wilson right now. He's tired of getting hit all the time. He's tired of the team not spending money on the O-line like they should be. Um, He's tired of losing in the first round of the playoffs. And he's very unhappy with Pete Carroll and the way that the direction the team is heading in. Yeah, so what's going on with that? Because you told me a little bit about that. It's weird, man. Because, like, first... He, cause at first it came out, cause he said he was like, yeah, I, I am tired of getting hit, and people were like, hmm, like, are you unhappy, Russ? Like, what do you mean there? He's like, oh, like, I, I am tired of getting hit. Like, he didn't back down from his comments. He didn't say that. He did not say that he was unhappy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then, um, and then like, they're like, well, is it true that you asked for a trade? He was like, no, but if I were to be traded, I'd like to go to these four teams. Uh, okay. Like, yeah. Wait, who did he say? <laughs> so it's just kind of like. He said Bears, Cowboys, um, Bears. What the fuck? I could never see Russ. I know, right? Never. Um, I think 
the Saints might have been on there. Ooh, that would be interesting. And then I'm drawing off a memory because this happened about a week or two ago. Oh, Raiders, Bears, Saints, Cowboys. Okay. So. Wow. What, I would like what to a see list. That's a weird list. Yeah. Well, apparently, I don't know. It, it might be Gruden. I think guys like Gruden. Oh, yeah. I mean, he had like the whole quarterback camp and everything. I mean, I'm pretty sure uh, yeah. Russell Wilson was interviewed for his quarterback camp whenever he was getting drafted. Oh, yeah. yeah. Gruden was slobbering all over him like he does every other person that enters that. <laughs> hey, Gruden. Quarterback Gruden. Gruden liked Dalton a lot, you know? I remember watching his Gruden, back in Gruden the day. Gruden likes. Anyone that he gets to have a conversation with. Honestly, he's yeah. He's so fucking happy. He's a talker, man. <laughs> just to be there talking about football. Yeah. He's just a uh, football guy, man. Gruden. Just a football guy. He is a football guy. He's a real Gruden grinder, you know. But, um, <laughs> no, and then and then just more, more tea, I guess, has just been slowly leaking itself out. And, like, I guess it's come out that um, Russell Wilson hates Pete Carroll. <laughs> And so, and their relationship is fractured, much alike to Carson Wentz and Doug Peterson. Dude, ever since, so, ever since the Super Bowl, bro, he hates him. The one where they, I mean, I wouldn't blame him. I mean, it. It, I'm pretty sure that uh, there is some locker room rumblings the year after. But Pete Carroll's also known as kind of like a players' coach, I think. Yeah. And so, I guess he was able to to recuperate. But man, um, and then it's just. I don't know. It's weird, and I've seen some Seattle fans say this is just the media drumming up stuff in the off season to talk about something, and other people are saying like, no, there's real smoke to this. So there's definitely a lot of smoke, but there hasn't been fire yet. There's been no real true trade uh, demand for a trade, which I really don't think Russell Wilson is going to do. I don't think so. Either. I think he's, I think he's most likely going to stay in Seattle, but and. Also, too, if I were Seattle, I'd let Pete Carroll go before I let Russell Wilson go. Yeah, I would, too. I was going to say the same thing. Everyone's on the same page about that. It's because you, you don't let your, your all-star, potentially future Hall of Famer quarterback. You know, they could um, go get a coach that knows how to run the damn ball from the one-yard line, you know? Well, now I guess Russ wants to throw it 100 times a game. <laughs> I mean... I think, he, I think he might be pissed that the Brian Schottenheimer, the former offensive coordinator, got let go. Because him and Pete Carroll, Pete Carroll wanted to run the ball more, and um, Brian Schottenheimer said, "I want to let Russ cook and throw it mm. 800 attempts." You know, but it's really interesting. Next thing you know, we uh, just situation. get a fucking Adam Schefter tweet: Russell Wilson's yeah, been traded to the Raiders. You never know. Yeah, I, that would be crazy, dude. Yeah, <laughs> this one it is isn't as dramatic. It is repairable. It isn't like Deshaun Watson. No, no, Deshaun Watson, terrible. That's terrible. Sean Watson's Sean Watson will literally sit out next season. Yeah, if he's not traded. Yeah, he's he's gone that far. He is that fed up. He's not putting on that uniform again. Yeah, he's literally that is publicly stated he will not play for the Texans again. Like, it's done. Which is wild. That's another reason to have players have all the power now. Like he's he's straight up just like I don't have to play. Do I? I don't need these game checks. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. That's, I, I well, can't he's making that. money elsewhere, you know. Like he can he'll probably be fine for a year until he gets signed. And also he knows like that's another thing with these player holdouts is he knows that he is good enough to get signed. Like somebody's gonna get him if the Texans like well I guess in this like scenario it's a little bit different because the Texans still well, have him under contract. He just signed that. He's just signed that new contract. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm a thinking. So, like, this one's a little bit different because, like, he's still under a big old contract. So, How would that play I, out just, then? How would that play out if he sits out for the season? Like, what if, like, the Texans just refuse to fucking let him do go? it again? <laughs> I guess, what if he does it again? Like, fucking just sits out for two years, though? Like, is that possible? Could I, that happen? I, like, I, I wouldn't have thought so, but I mean, Le'Veon Bell did it. That's true. How long was he out? He just one year. He he's but he sat out. See, he sat out the entire year. Okay, that's what I was. I, I knew it, it was out a season, but it felt like Jets longer. The Jets just gave him. The Jets just gave him the a lot more than he was worth. That's another reason why you shouldn't pay running backs that kind of money because he was not the same player for the Jets. Yeah, that was that but, was kind of funny to see. Like he came back from his holdout and then he was kind of subpar, a little trash. A lot of injuries played a factor in that too, but I mean, well, and you get Pittsburgh cut in the has a year. Pittsburgh had a pretty stacked line whenever he ran behind it. 
Yeah, but uh, but yeah, I mean, just players have all the power right now, and they're they're letting it be known that they they hold it over the owners. Yeah, and I don't, I don't. You can also look at um, outside of American sports, uh, European, like in soccer, the contracts are changing a lot too. Just the way they go down, like it's not necessarily that the players have more power, but well, they do in terms of money because like these guys are being sold for ridiculous amounts of money and yeah the transfers yeah like the transfer market has changed in the last five years it's probably gone up like like inflated like 200 percent. i mean i don't know like the exact numbers and shit but it's just ridiculously more expensive like uh did you see neymar he was sold for 227 million euros yeah like that that was insane dude and ever since him and like stupid yeah and then Liverpool bought Virgil Van Dyke, the center back from Southampton. They bought him for I think, I think it was around ninety million pounds or like seventy-five million pounds, one of those. But either way, it was like the most expensive center back in league history. And so ever since then, these players have been being bought for ridiculous amounts of money. It is different than American sports though, because like rather than just straight up signing them on a contract and free agency. Um, the clubs have to buy the rights to the uh, like basically buy the rights to the player from the other club and then once they buy the player they can then sign them to a contract they have to sign him which is yeah that's just a lot different than the way we do it yeah but, but you could also sure. you can also get players for free like if their contract expires at another team and then they leave like you get them for free yeah it's weird it's um, weird but it's just everything's yeah. changing like the money is just ridiculously going up on everything it seems like how much money is Messi getting paid? Oh my God, dude, so much. He's like, I wrote an article for uh, our, our website, gtdsports.com. You know, check it out. <laughs> but anyway, I wrote it about Messi's contract because it got leaked in a Spanish newspaper, and Messi was furious with the club. Like there was a whole fiasco. But he was getting like his contract was like six hundred and seventy-three million U.S. dollars, like. Over how many years? Oh, I think it was like eleven or something like that, dude. But he was—he's getting like buku bucks, like sixty insane. million U.S. dollars a year, or some shit like that, dude. He's getting insane. God, don't quote me. That might not be exactly correct, but it is. I know that the six seventy-three million was his total contract, but then per yeah. year could be a little bit different. But then, I mean, you okay. think about his shoe deals, his everything else, bro. Whew. He's a billionaire. Yeah, right. I'm, I know is Ronaldo is for sure. Ronaldo's a billionaire. Yeah, I'm like ninety percent sure because Ronaldo's ridiculous. Like he makes more money than Messi. He makes yeah. More what money was his contract from player. Juventus? I I don't know the details on the contract, but it was a lot of money. Well, the, do they like? Because that's like the big thing in here in America. Like we, as soon as we sign the contract, like we want to know the details immediately. And so they do. Without, the, you know, yeah, it's not so much like they're getting paid this much a year ironically like soccer contracts are usually talked about on a per week salary like so for example i'm an arsenal fan and i know that uh one of our big things was we just let go of mesut Ozil, who was a big player for us and he was our highest paid player on the team he was making three hundred and fifty thousand british pounds a week so i mean multiply that by 52 and then that's what you get a year. Uh, I'm trying to look for his contract details. I can't really find it. It just says that his transfer fee was 100 million euros, which is 140 mil. Um, pays him about 54. It's a four-year. So it's like four years, 200 million. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So. Jesus Christ, man. 54 million a year. Big money's being thrown all over the world for yeah. athletes these days, dude. Dude, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw, like... Dude, imagine, though, that we get to the day where, like... Because we're already at half a billion dollar contracts. Mahomes is almost half a billion dollars. Like <laughs> The first billion dollar contract. That's contracts. what I'm saying. Like, how long is it going to be until we're at the first fucking billion dollar contract? Well, definitely... I'm going to say that we're going to have, like, kids in high school. <clears throat> yeah, honestly, give it, like, that's, that's... a couple decades, you know? Yeah, I can maybe see in that. like thirty years. It, but yeah, I mean, we're it's it's getting more and more and more. I remember I watched a, a Joe Namath documentary, and he got like he became when he got drafted because you could negotiate your deal as a rookie. 
Um, he got he was like the highest paid player in the league because he got like a four hundred thousand dollar contract. Mm-hmm. So four hundred thousand dollars was the highest paid like one of the highest paid players in the league in the sixties. God, and then now, now we're yeah, dude. Imagine by the time we die. 400 now four hundred thousand dollars is a shitty game contract. Dude, it's gonna like by the, the time game yeah, like by the time we're contract. old, bro, athletes are gonna be striving to be trillionaires instead of billionaires. <laughs> no shit, dude. Dude, it is insane. Yeah, but anyway, that's uh, the news for football and contract disputes and shit from this last week. But greatest NFL offseason continues. Oh, dude, it's already been spicy, and I'm looking forward I'm to ready. the rest. I am. With this, with this salary cap crunch, like it is going to be really interesting to see if who's all going to get cut because it's going to be a massacre. It is, dude, and who's going to get picked up where and everything. Like, there's, dude, there's so many big names in oh, this there's year. There's going to be so, yeah, there's going to be a lot of big names that are going to move around. So, yeah, like, like I said before, this is going to be shaping up to be the greatest NFL offseason so far. It's already been a really awesome one. Yeah, it's and been it's great. It's going to get better and better and better. Like JJ Watts, like Cardinal now, you know, like all Deshaun uh, Watson hates Houston. Dak Prescott is rich. Like, everything's going down, man. It's great. And you haven't even mentioned the Stafford trade or the Winter trade. Dude, there's so much going on, bro. It's hard to, like, you know, keep it in there all the time. It's awesome. Exactly. I love it. I can't even wait for draft night, dude. Fuck, dude. Don't get... Uh, Draft's my favorite. We can talk about that more closer to draft night because I I think we can have some fun with a little bit of uh, mock drafts and stuff. We could definitely do, like, a... A draft special. Dude, let's do, like, we should do a draft episode where we fucking, actually, no, I may be getting ahead of myself. I was going to say, let's come out, give our picks with the first round of the GTD sports pick. I don't know. Anyway, we'll get into that later. Oh, do, like, a little live mock draft. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, something like that. Yeah, that could be fun. Yeah, we'll think about that. Anyway. Yeah, maybe we could live stream it when we finally figure out Twitch. Oh, I was meaning to... Okay, hopefully you guys have stuck around to the middle of the episode because I meant to talk about this at the beginning. We are planning on hopefully by next episode, next week, we are going to have our podcasts live streaming on Twitch. Uh, and Because I found this program called StreamYard. It looks pretty useful because me and Elijah do this remotely. And so we do it via Zoom. So we think that would be a good tool to help us stream it onto twitch because you know we're all new to this streaming and technology and shit we're just a couple simpleton college kids trying to make some content but yeah so be on the lookout for that and hopefully it'll be up by next week you can check out our twitch but for now we're gonna talk about the biggest disappointment of the year probably israel adesanya was defeated by Blachowicz over the weekend. Or, no, I'm saying that wrong. It's yeah. Blachowicz. Blachowicz. The Polish name. But he lost over the weekend, losing his first UFC fight of his career for a now 20-1 record. He was almost the champ champ, bro. But he wasn't. Pain. Yeah. That's not even the worst Pain. part. Me and Elijah made a couple bad decisions on this. You want to tell him? Yeah, too much alcohol and gambling um, mix a little bit too well. Yeah. Um, I'm sad. And we each put 250 to win 100, and it did not hit. And then I decided, oh, I'm just going to play blackjack and figure it out. And then I lost like $600 on the book. Woo! <laughs> yeah, yeah, fuck. So I'm, I'm taking a extended break from gambling. Um, I told my guy to close my account because uh, it's, it's it's too expensive for me to have a bookie right now. I can so. hear the pain in your voice right now. Oh, my God. It's, it's <laughs> Dude, disappointing, it is, but it's, 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 you know, self-restraint is important. Yeah, that's what, that's what I was more gambling. mad, bro. Yeah, we'll still talk we'll about still our talk picks because, of course, I'm going to look at all the lines every day. But, yeah, I'm, I'm on the same page. I, I lost 250 as well, so I'm taking a break. This past few days, I have not bet since Saturday. We're recording this episode on Wednesday night, and I have not bet since Saturday night, which this is the longest it's been in, like, half a year or so. Kind of proud. How's it been? Dude, it's been a little weird, bro, because, like, I, like, obsessively check the scores. So, like, when I check the scores, it's just so hard for me not to, like, look at the lines and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, but anyway, I'm I'm working on that. (laughs) I've taken, like, a week off at a time in the past six months i'd say since i you know 
aggressively started betting. Yeah, but I've just been down bad, bro. I, I'm on a slump, so I yeah, just need I need a refresher, just, take a break. It's just yes, I think so yeah. as well. And then I'll um, come back and win everything, bro. Just yeah. big dick well, bets the worst right off part, the bat. The worst part about Izzy losing that fight is I just won like a hundred dollar parlay, mm. so I was like, "Fuck yeah!" Like let's make more money. And that just didn't happen. And I think what happened was is that he fought too big of a guy. Dude, yeah, Blahovitz is, Bl- is huge. Blahovitz is just he was just too big. He Dude, was just too big. Yeah, my thing about that whole he fight used his, in general, he used his size exactly. He, he Blahovitz we used his size very well because Izzy is never the biggest guy in the octagon. Almost even whenever he fights at middleweight, he's not the biggest in the octagon. Um, and so for him. To fight a bigger guy is kind of what he's used to, but then he he let Blahowicz use his game plan. Like his game plan was takedowns, takedowns, ground control. Because Izzy's not a ground fighter, you know, he's not a not not a jujitsu expert. Like you know, he's good, of course, every MMA guy is, but that's not how he wins fights. And in those the th- the first three rounds was super debatable. You could it's a coin toss. You could say either one of them won, but then those fourth and fifth rounds. Blahowicz was on top of him for almost the whole time, and it was just those points. The scorecards were fucking crazy, though. It was like 49-45 and like 49-46. It was like, dude, what are you seeing out there? Like, that was, there's no way that was more than a two-point difference of a fight, like, in my opinion. I mean, I'm not a UFC judge, but I thought Izzy fought a good fight. Blahowicz just fought better. Yeah, I'm not a big, uh... I don't. I don't really know how the scorecards work too well. I'm just getting the UFC, but man, just the the whole card though was really good. It dude, they, that was we had amazing, awesome bro. fights. Amazing. We had awesome fights all night long. I even. I think I texted you. I'm like UFC might be my second favorite sport now. Dude, it, it it's so much fun to follow, bro. And it's like, I don't know. It's like all, everything happens like on Saturday, so it's like you know when it is you're there for like all of it at once. And especially with cards like this, bro, three championship fights in one card like dude that was amazing did and did you see the uh did you watch the whole main card mm-hmm. yeah yeah bro that shit was amanda nunez bro she's yeah, so she's, good she kicked ass yeah she kind of fucked that me was... on one of my bets because i bet on the over for her fight which was stupid but uh, um she yeah i i like wanted to take some action on her but it was minus 1250 i'm like that wouldn't even be worth to put it in a parlay no. because like it wouldn't really help out my odds that it maybe give you an extra like dollar. A, yeah, it's just it'd just be a liability. Yeah, but dude, she's point. so good, bro. It's just she's so fucking good. And I thought Megan Anderson, like walking into that fight, looked like a badass. I'm like, holy shit, dude. She's like six one, tatted everywhere, bro. This girl means business, bro. And then she walked in the octagon as soon as Amanda Nunes started throwing punches. She. Looked like a scared, wet puppy, bro. No, dude, she looked like a deer in the headlights. Exactly, like, dude. Legit. She did like, not. Her know eyes what was were coming. wide. She had. She was completely and utterly overmatched. Yeah. Like Nunez could kick a dude's ass. Dude, she could, bro. She could flick me, I, bro, and I'd I'd probably crumble. I, I mean, like I think that she, they should maybe allow her to like. Dude, you want to see her fight, over. bro? You want to see her fight a guy? I want to see her fight a guy. Maybe not like maybe, maybe like a. Like a fifteenth ranked guy. Yeah. Like I mean, dude, if both parties if both parties agree to it, why not? You know, the fans yeah, would love that. That would just be really sad if she just got her ass kicked. It would be pretty sad, but dude, I think she would she would hold her own, man. And then the Peter Yawn and Aljamain Sterling fight was really good. Um, that knee was dude not okay. Fuck though. Peter Yawn, bro. I I I've never well, really loved him, like just because his fight style is kind of boring to me. But that shit, Sterling is one of my favorite fighters. He's probably my favorite bantamweight right now. And that shit really pissed me off, bro, because it was just so blatantly illegal. And it was right after the ref says he's down, he's down. Well, I mean, like, they said on the broadcast, too, like, he looked at his team and he was like, am I good? Can I hit him? And they were like, yes. Yeah, I heard but that, he too. he is Russian. He is Russian, so he is a bit of a fuck. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, I heard that, too, though, but... I don't know. For those of you that don't know, like, this was the bantamweight championship. Peter Yan has held the belt for, like, his last three or four fights. And Sterling finally got his title shot. And 
Honestly, Jan was winning that fight. It was close. Jan was winning the it fight. It was close, but Jan, especially the round that the knee happened, Jan was winning and kind of rocking his shit. And so Sterling goes on the ground. He's on he's on his knees, right? Not like really having he's on control. All fours. Yeah, like his hands were on the ground too. And then Jan literally grabs his head, fucking knees him straight in the temple, dude. And Sterling was like out of it, man. He was not looking okay very concussed yeah he was trying to fight though but then like after the fight too that i could talk about this fight card for hours bro like this especially this fight man like sterling i don't know how he would feel you know because he won that championship they gave him the belt right yon got disqualified down yeah that's what i was gonna say he threw it down like i don't know how i feel about that and also my problem though is too um do you know who ariel helwani is the MMA ES no. okay well he's like the big MMA UFC guy for ESPN he has like a podcast he's great you should check oh, him out oh wait wait the 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 bald guy right yeah bald guy Which yeah has beard yeah I love yes I love him yeah he's okay. awesome bro Sorry. he's great and so I saw Ariel Helwani talking about this and I I really agree with him on this uh and so Sterling he was mad that he got the championship that way because he wanted to earn it you know like like every fighter yeah, should of course and yeah. Then, but then he chose to do a post-fight interview, right? He chose to do that, and he was talking about how unfortunate it was and how, like... Which he should have not done. Dude, he really shouldn't have. He was not in the state of mind, bro. I feel like he was fucked up. But, and then after the fight, like a few hours later, he's posting on social media teasers. Like, it was him faced up with Henry Cejudo. If you don't know who Cejudo is, he's the retired yeah, champ. Cejudo. Yeah, And yeah. so, like, it was them faced up against each other. And so it was, like teasing a potential fight and it's like bro what are you doing like hyping up a potential championship fight against the prior champion after you just complained about winning the championship this way like why would you do that that just seems kind of backwards nah, he's concussed, he's concussed. <laughs> honestly i don't, he's, I don't it, remember what i said coach that was some that i mean like that was some patrick mahomes style wobbly right there dude yeah he could knock it up bro he Oh my! He got fucking wet. I had a, I almost I like almost had like a phantom headache just from watching yeah. him writhing on the ground because I know that fucking hurt. That had to hurt, bro. He walloped him yeah. with that knee, dude. Because oh, I I that felt was, I was, was mad, almost bro. like scary. I was I was so mad after it happened, bro. Because I was literally just like, "Fuck you, Jan!" Like that could have that could have been so much worse for Sterling too. Like it really yeah, could. Yeah, that's like like I watched. You know, I've seen a decent amount of UFC fights, and that's probably like the first time. One of the few times where I've like actually been concerned for the fighter. Yeah, well, that was. There's that was a reason. Terrible. There's a reason that that is like the one no-no. You know what I mean? Like basically, that's probably the only big rule is do not knee a like an opponent when they're down and defenseless. Yeah. Like straight, you can but, knee their body, but you can't knee their fucking temple, bro. Yeah, um, but I I do hope that they get a rematch. Oh, I I think it's a hundred percent gonna happen. Hundred percent. And I, I think yeah. I think Sterling has a chip on his shoulder now, so I think Sterling. Yeah, may he come wants back. to earn it for real. I, I think his next fight should most definitely be Peter Yan, whenever that happens. Yeah, no, both guys didn't seem to get hurt, so like maybe we could do it in a couple months. Yeah, I don't know. Sterling got a little rocked. <laughs> well, concussions are easy on the body, I guess, to come back from. Yeah, it's just long term. I'm sure a bunch of concussions oh, suck. Well, that was a fucking nars. That was probably weren't a higher grade concussion yeah in ufc but, history or at least in recent history yeah yeah and then the islam fight was really good too islam's a hell of a fighter dude he is i like i liked watching that bro i'm really hyped for uh this saturday actually um i'm not sure who else is on the card it's a free fight it's fight night and it's leon edwards is fighting uh bilal muhammad bro leon edwards is a dog and bilal muhammad has been climbing the ranks dude he's like He's a beast. Like this is gonna be a good fight. I'm excited. I think I think that's my favorite thing about UFC, or one of my favorite things, is that there's always a new up and comer. Yeah, for real. There's always, always gonna be a new challenger. There's always gonna be a new guy who only has like, you know, only like one loss or something like that. And like, yeah, it's it's know. so it's also cool to see like the fighters' progression too. Sometimes, like if you like follow them, because I've been watching Izzy since before his first championship. Like I haven't been following him his whole career, but like. You know, I've been watching him ever since. Been with him for a while. Yeah, ever since he won, because he he Israel Adesanya is probably my favorite fighter just overall in the, in the UFC. It's tough to pick though. 
Like, I kind of just have well, a favorite would, for every weight class. I would watch a bunch of McGregor fights when he was popular. Me, that was like, that's like what me and my grandpa did. Dude, Anytime oh yeah. McGregor fight, we'd buy it. We would buy it. That's He's sick. Like, and he would never buy the fights either. He'd always like go to a bar or something, and I'd be like, I'd be like, hey, McGregor's fighting tonight. And he'd be like, oh, let's fucking buy it. <laughs> let's do <laughs> it, <So>, baby. <laughs> He's like, let's do it. I was like, all right, thanks. dude, that's sick. But it sucks. But it sucks now because McGregor's just. Kind of, it's more focused on selling whiskey. <laughs> Dude, yeah, he was sponsoring the UFC event, bro. Like, I want to try that proper twelve. Oh, I heard it tastes just like Jameson. I tried it. I mean, maybe it's because I'm not the biggest whiskey guy, but it tasted like shit, bro. It was bad. It's, maybe it's I like Irish uh, whiskey. I like like bourbon whiskey though better than I like like Irish whiskey. Yeah. Yeah. So that might that's probably a factor, but um. I don't know. I need to give it a shot. Yeah. More of a tequila guy myself, though. Yeah. I, I, I don't fucking... I had a bad experience on tequila. I, I don't know, man. I, I like Marg's, though. You know? Mix it mix it in there, but... Oh, no. Shots on shots. Dude, dude. I, I go straight... I, that's why I'm... Shots of... Actually, one. Vodka, Fireball. Those are my go-tos. Oh, I can't do shots of vodka. But that's, like, why I'm so hungover right now is because my friend challenged me that... I don't know. I guess there's a little bit of shit talking going on because he blacked out at the golf. He got really, he got really fucked up at the golf course when we went golfing and I was giving him shit for it. And he's like, I can drink more than you. And I'm like, I'm sure you could. He's like, I could go shot for shot with you right now. And I was like, let's do it, bitch. And that was a dumb decision. Cause he can, he can drink like a fish. <laughs> and I think we got up to like 12 shots and then we ran out of tequila and then we did, we moved to whiskey. And then after we ran out of whiskey, uh, all we had was shitty taco vodka, and I was like, "Dude, taco like, vodka yeah, for the going. win, bro!" Uh, and he was like, "Let's do it," and I was like, "I'm not taking shots of vodka with you. I'm sorry." Dude, taco vodka is like, gross, I, though. So I, I, I bitched out. It's awful. I hate shots of vodka. Yeah, my, I can my do go-to shots of tequila all day. Yeah, fireball was fun in high school. <laughs> Fuck you! Whoa, 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 Elijah! What are you doing in high school there, huh? Underage drinking. Dude, the FBI's on the fucking way to your door, bro. I'm calling them right now. Well, at least somebody's listening then. <laughs> Maybe. You never know. Yeah, at least we got some, something going on. <sighs> All right. Anyway, though, back to some to the mother sports action over the weekend. The only really thing that happened was uh, NBA All-Star Weekend, uh, where Team LeBron shit on Team Durant, 150 to 170. And honestly, Team Durant was doomed from the start. Uh, LeBron is the best general manager in the NBA, even though he's not a general manager. He could take all of their jobs and do it better than them, because that's just what he does. Let me stop you real quick, because I want to ask this. Do you think LeBron's going to end up being a coach and or a GM one day? Dude, dude, with the way he's acting and the way he operates, I think he could be a GM for sure. Like, 100%, he would want to be a GM. Do you think he could be a coach, though? I don't know about that. Maybe. Maybe because like, he does like to coach so, his teammates and stuff. Like that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't know. It would be interesting I, to see. I would love to see it. I could see LeBron doing it. I mean, oh. Larry Bird. Because usually, usually, you know, great players don't turn out to be the best coaches. Yeah, but, like Larry Bird was a really good coach for the Pacers. Um, Bill Russell was a good really coach. The, Bill Russell. Yeah, that's really the only guys I can. Kind of think of Steve Nash has been yeah, pretty good with the Nets so far. He's been okay, yeah. And he's a he was a great basketball. He was a great player. So Jason Kidd was kind of dog shit recently, but dude, Jason Kidd didn't do great. What I was thinking though is, think about this, man. What what a perfect narrative this would be, man. LeBron plays his final season in the NBA the same year as Bronny plays his first season in the NBA, and then LeBron retires and becomes head coach of the team Bronny plays for. I could see LeBron doing some shit dude, like that. Dude, I could totally that's, see that's that. That's the funniest part is I could definitely just see LeBron just Dude, and you know the NBA it. would totally And go you know for what? That. You know what's going to happen too is he's going to go back to back those two years. <laughs> exactly. Exactly, bro. He, I mean, he's going to win the ship this year first of all, but like probably Dude, the NBA would eat that shit up. Think about that. Think about all the ESPN Bleacher Report kind of tweets. Dude, all day. Think about the last dance doc that's going to come out about that. Oh my god, bro. I cannot wait until... I hope we don't have to wait like 20 years though, or 40 years shit like Jordan was. No, I'm fine with that. That's the one thing that I am probably 
not excited about the last dance is now every like um like great i guess quote unquote is gonna want their last dance doc now. that's true yeah they're gonna be like yeah give me my last dance doc and they're gonna want their 10 part two hours and it's like um you don't really deserve a last it's dance like bro doc. we don't have enough shit on you for that like we don't know what yeah. to say yeah, it's like, sorry, Charles Barkley, you don't get a last dance doc. Yeah, you can have, like, a one-hour ESPN special, but... <laughs> yeah, you, you, get a, you get a 30 for 30, and you'll like it. Yeah, and you're gonna, you're gonna take it, and you're gonna fucking like it, Charles. Yeah. You know, but, um... Because I think... Well, because Kobe was gonna get one, too. They they followed him around like they did MJ. I, now they don't know what to do with it. Ah, uh, that's tough. Yeah, I don't know what they were yeah. gonna do. Mm. I don't know, but... Other, other stuff from the All-Star Weekend, uh... Giannis, who was the favorite to win MVP in most sports books, actually won the MVP. But what was crazy to me is this man shot 16 from 16 from the field and three for three from deep. And he's not even a shooter, bro. Like, he was going off for no reason. Um, my question is, like, do people really watch the All-Star game? Dude, I literally, I love the NBA, right? And... I mean, maybe this is just me. Other people do their own thing. But the All-Star game to me is kind of irrelevant because, like, nobody really tries. So the only thing I really care about for All-Star weekend is who makes the All-Star team, you know? Like, yeah. who gets the All-Star well, nomination and who wins the NBA, actually, stuff. Yeah, well, in the NBA, it actually means something being named an All-Star, unlike football, where if you had a decent season, then you're a pro bowler. Um, yeah. I mean, it's just a Pro Bowl. All Star really is tougher, much. yeah, because like I was talking to one of my friends about this, uh, and he was telling me I forgot the exact number, but it's like the percentage of All Star players in the NBA. Like back in like the '60s, it was like 15 to 20 percent of the NBA made the All Star game, but now it's like two to three percent of the NBA, or like five percent, some five or less, I think. But it's just like less yeah. people, yeah. So it is, it is more selective, and I think it is more valuable to the athlete's resume in the nba well it's easier to get in once you get your first because like then you just see him you're like oh that guy's an all-star he's probably gonna be an all-star again this year yeah you know like kobe kobe was what a 19 or 20 time all-star yeah some ridiculous like that dude yeah and there was some of those years where you know maybe have not been totally deserving of that honor but he's kobe so he gets it anyway yeah exactly but um i think i think like i wouldn't I really don't care about watching the All-Star game, but if I got the opportunity to go to the All-Star game, oh, that'd be that would be awesome. That would be that'd sick, be awesome. yeah. Just the whole weekend, the whole experience, like, it is yeah, a cool Yeah, the whole thing. All-Star weekend, because cool. they do, they probably put on a lot of stuff, right, like, for people to check out. Yeah, definitely, and, like, pre-COVID, it is, like, truly, like, a two-day thing, usually, so, like, this year is a little bit different, like, they literally did the dunk contest during halftime, so that was weird, and, I mean, speaking of the dunk contest, uh... Anthony Simmons won the dunk contest over Obi Toppin, which I was a little bummed because I like Obi Toppin, but it, overall it was kind of a shitty dunk contest. I didn't really think anything was entertaining, but nothing, it just reminds me again, I'm reminded of this every time I see a dunk contest, nothing will ever compare to seeing Zach Levine versus Aaron Gordon go back and back and back and forth. That shit was well, so good. That was the best dunk. Ooh, I can't talk. Dunk contest of our lifetime. The dunk contest just kind of sucks for the fact that no name guys do it. Like I had no idea who Anfrey Simmons was until yeah, I got the ESPN notification. I didn't. Like, but I'd rather, I'd rather you know, like the dunk contest would be cooler if you got to see like LeBron and Westbrook go at it. That's you know true. I, mean? I agree. But it is nice though to give other guys a chance. I mean. I think, too, it would be good to have big-name guys, but the reason that some of these smaller guys get selected is just because, like, they are truly, like, freakishly athletic. Like, last season, it may have been two years ago, uh, Derek Jones Jr. for the Heat, he was uh, in the dunk contest, and he is, like, a freak athlete. It's just, like, he can fly from the free-throw line and yam it. So it's, like, it's not that he's really the best player, but it's just, like, he can jump and acrobatic shit so like i can see why they yeah. pick some smaller players but then it's never really true, that entertaining though it's really not like it's only yeah. entertaining i mean mj's years. one of mj's most iconic moments was when he dunked from the free throw line at the, at the dunk contest yeah so, i mean like i'd like to see you know real stars perform in the uh 
Don't, yeah, don't it used to be better. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but um, oh, speaking of the Heat, I kind of wanted to talk. Did you see uh your boy? Oh God. What was his Myers uh, Leonard. Le Myers Leonard, yeah, so he's gone, right? He's Dude, cut. I don't know, bro. I mean, he barely plays for us anyway, so, like, yeah. Oh, he's gone. For those of you that don't know, Myers Leonard, he's uh, like, he's on the heat. He's a center, and he was live streaming himself playing COD on Twitch, and he used an anti-Semitic slur. So, not a good look for him or the heat organization, but he posted an apology that was... <laughs> kind of like saying sorry i didn't know what this meant and then a lot of people got mad at the apology they were like what the fuck how do you what are you gonna how do you know what it doesn't mean like why are you gonna say uh, it then like i don't know just there's always the apology it, i mean he had I to know. apologize I just he had to say it was, something yeah you had you had to but i mean his career is over cancel culture um, i never i've never heard of who he was and then i saw that he was 29 we can't say the k-word yeah, we can't in, say it, but in a live stream. Yeah, that's like, just bad. Like, come on, like use your. He didn't head. even flinch though, you know. Like he just said it. Like, oh, I thought it was because I watched the video. He like kind of like stopped himself from saying it, and then he was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna say it." I guess he said it louder though than <laughs> other words. I'll say that he like emphasized it. But yeah, dude, dude, I, I mean, dude. I knew who he was though, just because I mean, I'm a Heat fan, I guess, so it makes sense. But he he was one of the lesser important. I, I think run. it's I think it's dumb to make headlines about this because I think it gives more power to the situation and, and like more power to the slur. Like most people have never heard about this guy until you know today, basically or yesterday. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, you know, um, and if they just like the quietly fans, let him go, like big big time NBA NBA fans know who he is, but like common fans, yeah, yeah. but like you know. Mostly, probably just most. I would even say just Heat fans. Yeah. You know, the dude plays played. He averaged like three points a game this year. So like he's not you know not a really crucial a relevant part. Player. Yeah. But and making like it's part of this an outrage and like making this you know by canceling this guy I'm like we didn't fucking cancel much here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So it doesn't make any sense to really cancel him in the first place. So I think they should have just people should just chill out when stuff like this happens i mean of course he needs to be you know reprimanded for this yeah you know own up to it racial you can't say anti-semitic or racial slurs in your live stream especially when you're a public figure yeah definitely um, not so like I, I i don't know i just don't get it but you, we don't need to be it doesn't need to be in the headlines yeah i think a rough rough situation it, it, it gives it gives too much power to the situation yeah i think i i mean i agree it with that it gives, I think it gives people too much power, too, because they, they see what they can do by canceling this guy. Well, like, you know, he was a nobody anyway, and he probably would have just been let go quietly if all this outrage wasn't happening in the first place. Yeah, I'm kind of you bummed because I like Myers Leonard, but so I used to like him before. Not because he's so much like the best player, but he's uh, he's good for the heat culture. He's a good teammate. But this was no bueno. <laughs> There's no defending that. But other stuff then from All-Star Weekend, uh, just to wrap it up. Steph Curry won the three-point contest in classic Steph Curry fashion by making the final shot Moneyball. That was sick, dude. Of course Steph did that, bro. Yeah, that was fu- that was cool. Yeah, and then other than the that... The three-point contest what? actually has real stars, too. It does. So that's nice. That is. Yeah, it's weird how they do it for that one, but then not the dunk. I, I don't get that. Well... I think the dunk contest is because you have to like take the time to prepare for it. The, oh yeah, because I remember, yeah. I remember Zach Levine was saying like, "Oh, I'm not doing the dunk contest this year because we're trying to make the playoffs, and I'm focusing on that." That makes sense. So you kind of yeah. you kind of have to dick around for a little bit and like. That's true. Yeah, you know. just have some fun with it. Yeah. So like, and some of those guys like, you know, those are stars that are pushing for playoffs, so they really don't have the time to. Think about what cool dunk they could do when they're trying to figure out, you know, how to beat the next team so they can win a championship. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That makes sense. I didn't really think about it that way, but that does make a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah that, that three-point contest was a lot of fun. Steph won it. In si- I also like their new uh, splash shots they have added. Like, from, like, the extra deep, they count for three points if you hit it. Oh, really? The green balls. Yeah, it's like the Mountain Dew splash zone. So it's like, oh, yeah, 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 it's like in between the two wing shots, they have like deeper threes that if you, and of course Steph hit them both, but 
Yeah, and then other than that, uh, the last one was Demontis Sabonis won the skills challenge, which, good for him. I like Sabonis. He was a runner-up last year, so I think it's nice to see him win. But they also had a, a big couple big names in that, too, like Doncic was in it. Yeah, he choked, too. Yeah, he lost to Sabonis. <laughs> yeah, he didn't do very good. It happens. But the, but the skills challenge is honestly the most boring thing to watch. I agree. I don't, I don't even so... watch it usually dumb yeah. it is so dumb i don't watch it's it just like like i'm watching them do it i'm like what are they doing i wonder if they're gonna keep doing it man like because i feel like nobody really cares about it it's kind of embarrassing but i mean good for sabonis you know he gets that on his record he won <laughs> yay yay <laughs> yay yeah but more basketball news not nba moving on to some college basketball March Madness Selection Sunday is coming up this weekend. I am very excited to see what goes down. It looks like we're going to be missing out on a lot of big teams like Duke, Kentucky, maybe UNC is on the bubble. I think UNC is in though, but they're all on the fence. Duke is probably out. Duke is probably an NIT team, NIT team this year. But it's it's been an interesting year. So right now, conference tournaments have already started. They're going on right now to see who gets the automatic bid. But some of them have already finished. There's quite a long list. I'll read it off really quickly. Uh, these are the teams that have already won their conference championships and gotten an automatic bid. We've got Liberty, Winthrop, Drexel, Cleveland State, Loyola Chicago, Mount St. Mary's, Moorhead State, UNC Greensboro, Oral Roberts, Appalachian State, and last but not least, the big boys, Gonzaga. Zags. Oh, wait. I have a question for you what? about Duke. Is you think if they get invited to the NIT, you think they're going to go? Yes. Yeah, why wouldn't they? Because what if they lose in the NIT tournament? Just how embarrassing would that be? Honestly, I think it's more embarrassing I, to not take it. I If I was Duke, I'd just be like, COVID, we're opting out. See, that is the Safe thing that, that they could do. I didn't think about that. They might, but I think I, some people would give them. Like personally, I would give them more shit for dropping out than losing. You know, that's just bitch shit. I don't know. I'm a. I'm an, I'm not a Duke hater. Me neither. So like, I guess because they are they are the Cowboys of college basketball. Yeah. They're hated. Yeah, kind of. I guess they're they're the most hated team in college basketball, no doubt. Historically, um, yeah, probably. Um. So I, I, I could definitely see them like getting the NIT and they're like, oh, fuck that, we're not going. We're Duke. We're Duke. We're better than the NIT. I mean, they are better than the NIT, they but are look at where the, the look at where they ended up. I mean, shit. This has been a weird year, especially even Kentucky. I don't think Kentucky's gonna make the NIT even. Like I don't think they're gonna get invited. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, um, Kentucky's just bad. No, I, I think it's been like since like nineteen ninety five since Duke didn't last make the tournament, which is significant. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know. Wow. But, I mean, they'll probably bounce back. Oh, yeah, for sure. They will. Next next year, they're going to be a three-seed watch, dude. It's Coach K. They're going to get another top-ranked recruit. It's just how they do it. It's the Duke way. But, yeah. yeah. I mean, overall, though, this season has been just weird, you know, because of COVID and everything. But who, like, I know you haven't been following it as much, but who do you think has been the best conference this season? So, Big 12 is a really good basketball conference. I feel like... Uh, with the Big Twelve, there's uh there's just a lot of competition. Like there's no like super bad teams. Yeah. TCU hasn't been great this year, unfortunately. Dude, we suck. <laughs> yeah, we're bad. Um and then I think the only other team that like it really isn't that good is like K State, right? Or the Cyclones in K State. Cyclones right? didn't win a single Big Twelve game all year. So those are the bottom three. But other than that, you have quality teams all around the board. You have, you know, um but usually ISU and K State are ISU is usually a top 25 team with like this year was absurd but yeah so this is the big 12 has six team ranks six teams ranked out of the 10 in the conference who's it Kansas um Kansas West Virginia Virginia, Baylor Baylor, Texas Texas Tech and Oklahoma State okay and then OU is probably a tournament team too right oh wait yeah OU is ranked yeah okay so then it's is it seven? No, no, it's six. I checked. I checked before. Uh, I don't know. Okay. I may I may have miscounted on my fingers there. Maybe but. you did. OK State instead of. OU. I know or that OU rank. I know that rank 10, 11, 12, and thirteen are all Big Twelve schools, like just straight in a row. It's because also the Big Twelve beats beats itself up. You know, 
Like all the teams are so that's good, true. they beat I, each other. I feel like, like I feel like that's one of the reasons too why people discount us in football because we beat up each other so much. Exactly, dude. The Big Twelve it is, is like very, so competitive. It's a very competitive conference, exactly. Yeah, compared to the SEC, I where mean, it's the same championship every year, almost over and over and over. Yeah, I mean, of course, like they're powerhouses, but like it's literally kind of top. It's literally Alabama versus either Georgia or Florida, like every year. <laughs> yeah, every single year, but. Yeah, for well, I mean, Andy's not making that shit anytime soon. Oh, definitely not, dude. <laughs> Maybe Sarah Fuller, but dude, Sarah Fuller will take him to the national championship. Don't you question her strength? Come on, man. Yeah, but anyway, <laughs> back to basketball. Yeah, um, the Big Ten though has been sick. They've Big been pretty Ten, yeah, good. Big, Big Ten's nasty. I mean, that's just Midwest too. Midwest is just. They care about basketball way more than Huge. you know yeah. other parts. Of the, yeah, they're, it's just you know Illinois and um, Ohio and Iowa and all those states Indiana. in the West are just Indiana. Yeah, I mean, Michigan, like, big time. They're big time. all big basketball. Yeah, which, I don't know why is that. I I generally I couldn't tell you, but I just know it's like a historical thing. They've always been like that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the Big Ten has just been going off. Right now they have three teams. They have six teams ranked, same as the Big 12. But three of the teams are in the top five. There's Illinois at number three, Michigan at number four, and Iowa at number five. And those are yeah. all teams that have been talked about as a one seed. So it's like they have three of the best teams in the nation all in one conference. And, again, like the Big 12, they kind of beat each other up a little bit this season. So yeah. it's going to be interesting what happens this Sunday to see for, you know, Selection Sunday, who gets seeded where. But, bro, I cannot wait to make a bracket. You know what we should do? We should make a GTD Sports bracket challenge. Okay. I like that. Yeah. yeah. And then, like, people do you can... A live sh- people do you want to do a live stream for uh, the making a bracket, too? Dude, that, yeah. All right, bro. We're, ideas are flowing right now. Yeah, I like that. Because, like, I make multiple brackets so like i would definitely be down to do that and then yeah you know, we could do... send it out to people tweet it out on our social media accounts and get it going all right all right i like it dude i'll be I down like it. yeah but no lastly in general though the we talked about duke already uh but the acc in general like was just massively disappointing this year like they're usually the acc is almost always the best conference in basketball just because of Duke, Louisville, North Duke, Carolina, UNC. yeah, it like they're insane, and even Clemson has become pretty good in basketball lately. Virginia Tech is always a decent team, like they have some good teams. But this you year, know, they've University sucked. of Virginia. Oh, oh shit! I forgot about that, dude. Vir- yeah, Virginia is like, like, be- like, yeah, you know, up there with the best ones. Yeah, dude, they're, they they like, usually stacked, but this year they're have an off year. It happens. It's just been a weird year for everything. sports in general. Yeah, everything. Yeah, we'll just like teams just not performing how they should have. Yeah. yeah, but all right. Well, we wanted to close today's episode by giving a little update on our NBA Top Shot adventures. We've talked about it the last few episodes. It is if you don't know what it is by now, you're missing out. It is a crypto, not currency, but it is a digital collectible. All online, you get to collect your favorite NBA players' highlights, and you have like a unique ownership, and they're produced through blockchain. It's it's all complicated. You can go read an article on our website about that. But Elijah, have you gotten in yet? I'm curious to hear about this. You told me last time you were getting in. Have you made any moves? No, I've just like kind of. I just don't keep up with it like you do, I guess, and like I the feel. drops and packs and stuff, and um. I just haven't pulled the money out of my E-Trade account because my stocks are still not great. Um, but it'd be like that. It'd be like that. I just feel like I, I need a win. Maybe Top Shot will give that to me if I remember to actually do Dude, it. I'm telling you, but Top Shot's a win, see. man. If you buy Series 1 and hold on to it forever, you're rich. Yeah, those are hella expensive. Right you can now, get right? some for like $100. they are they are cheap ones for like 100 but then it's going to be like a no-name player that I just don't care about. Probably, but then, I mean, just buy a Series 2 because then, like, and even longer, if you wait even longer, then the Series 2 will be valuable. So. I might do a pack. That That's the, that's where the money is, bro, because, like, over the weekend, I got a $14 pack, and I literally pulled Zion Williamson out of it, who's currently selling for 750 So, like, 
That's a dude. That's so big. It's a seven hundred dollar profit. I mean, Zion was like literally the best, like one of the best two to pull out of all the options. So I got really lucky on that. Who's the other one? Uh, Steph. Steph was huge. Steph Curry. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's yeah. pretty big right now. Yeah, and then I also over the weekend got a a two hundred dollar pack. I got really lucky and got a good spot in the queue. And with that, I got a a rare rising star Lou Dortz moment, and I sold him for four hundred and twenty. So that was a two hundred twenty dollar profit. And then I used that money to buy more of the moments that like came in the Zion pack I got because they're needed for a challenge right now. And so I'm waiting. The all the values have already gone up a hundred dollars in the last twenty four hours. So I'm waiting until the challenge is almost over, and then I'm gonna sell them all. Dude, I so I tried explaining Top Shot to my uncle. Yeah. Going out for beers. Oh yeah. And he's like, he's approaching. So he's like mid late forties. And I told him what it was. He was like, I don't get it. I was like, Nobody does. <laughs> Nobody he's gets like, yeah, it. Yeah. He's like, he's like, no, but I don't fucking get it. I was like, so you can get the YouTube highlight, but you pay for it. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, why? And I'm like, I don't know, but people are doing it and they're making money. <laughs> and he goes, he goes. People have too much fucking money and time on their hands for this to be a thing. Dude, yeah. I mean, it is... I guess it just depends on how you look at it. Because it is such a weird concept. But I think it's super cool. Like, I just really like... I think it's the future. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, It's definitely got off to a very hot start. Yeah, for sure. Um, Let's hope it... Let's hope... But it's kind of like Bitcoin, you know. What they say about Bitcoin is... Yeah, it's worth $50,000 right now, but it could theoretically go to zero. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, well, we just wanted to give a quick update on uh, where we're going. I guess Elijah's not in it yet, but we'll see if if that goes down or not. But yeah, just another thing. Make sure to be on the lookout for we'll update on our Twitter and potentially make a TikTok about it whenever we get everything up and running for our live streams on Twitch, which will be next episode, hopefully. Uh, but yeah, just in general, and also one more thing I forgot to mention in the intro was shout out to Elijah here for making our brand new sick ass intro. Sounds pretty professional if you ask me. Uh, but yeah, decent, a little decent, you know. Decent, decent. But yeah, so hopefully you guys uh, are enjoying that and everything, and we can just keep improving as we record these episodes. So stay tuned for bigger and better things, and thanks for listening. Alright guys, thanks for listening.